All right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is Watchman on the Wall. End time, end time. Radio ministry calling on you in the Lord through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon, realizing this is supposed to be the big day of the Super Bowl. But I'm going to, I got some news for you. We're having a Super Bowl, too. We're going to talk about the Lord. Don't have nothing against football. Amen. But God comes first. Amen. We realize there will be a big crowd there to have uh, entertainment. But we're here to tell you something about you, your soul. And what's more important is that you know who Jesus Christ is in these last and evil days. Because we are definitely living in the evil days. The day that the Lord has made, and he made it for what? He made it for us to serve him and give glory to him and to love him and to worship him and to sing his praises to him, for he is truly good. And I'm here to tell you I'm serving the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, and all my soul. If I ever get an opportunity, amen, when I get through my radio program, amen, I will be maybe looking at a couple of couple of quarters of the football game, but if not, amen, this comes first. We are here to tell you that Jesus Christ, if you don't believe it, Jesus Christ is coming back, back, B-A-C-K, back to this earth. And when he comes back, he's coming back in power and in great glory. He's coming back to judge the world in righteousness. He's coming back to make things a right that's wrong. He's coming back to clean up, amen, this mess called sin. He's coming to get that, bring judgment upon the world, not in hate, but in the love of God, because God has given us an opportunity to serve him, to worship him, to accept him, to adore him, and man seems like they don't want him. But anyway, we're going to preach the word in season, out of season, when you want to hear it, when you don't want to hear it. At this time, amen, we're going to ask you to bow your heads in prayer, those that's listening in on this here gospel station. In Jesus' name, Father, we come to you at this time and at this hour. Lord, that somebody may listen to your word and give attention to your word, realizing it's appointed once for men to die and after death. We realize that, amen, it's appointed once men to die and after death is going to be the judgment. We just ask you to show your mercy, your love, and your forgiveness through your son, Jesus Christ. Because he died 2,000 years ago, that through his birth, death, and resurrection, that men can have eternal life and live with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ forever. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to know that Jesus Christ so loved the world, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We are so glad to have you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from where? We're coming to you from Warren, Ohio. We're going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia. And there we're going to talk block talk radio to let you know I'm still on the line. I'm still on the wall. I'm still the watchman on the wall. Pressing on through. Pressing on through. Because let me say, the day is far spent and time is running out. We just thank you for listening in, for those that's going to listen in. Right on. All right, we're going to go to the word of God and see what he has to say. 
You know you heard about the Euphrates drying up. Amen. It's getting drier every day. And we are knowing through the Bible of the Word of God, we know what's getting ready to happen. We know what's going on because the Bible 2,000 years ago through the Apostle John, the one that wrote the book of Revelation, of the revelation of Jesus Christ and on the unrevealing uh, uh, second coming of Jesus Christ will be revealed, will be revealed to the world pretty soon. Amen. God is long-suffering. He's merciful. He's forgiving. He's been willing to let anybody come, amen, that repent of their sins and come to him so they can be saved by the grace of God. Because one thing you don't want to do, one thing you don't want to do, one thing you want to do, you don't want to die and go to hell. Amen. Jesus Christ came down here, 42 generations, died upon the cross, so men would have to go to hell. And the only way that, amen, you can be saved is through his name. For the Bible says, for there is no other name given unto heaven whereby men can be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. For at the name of Jesus, every, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is coming again. All right, let's see what the Bible say about end times. And we're going to go, no, no, we know where we're going to go. We're going to go to the book of Revelation because we're already getting ready to enter into the book of Revelation. The seven-year tribulation is right around the corner. Oh, my God, my God, my God. The seven-year tribulation is right around the corner. It ain't far away. I'm letting you know right now that the word of God is going to be fulfilled. In the book of Revelation, we will read these words. Amen. In the 16th chapter of Revelation, we will read these words, the sixth vow, the sixth vow, the sixth vow. It says, in the 16th chapter, the 12th verse says, And the sixth angel poured out his veil, his veil, upon the great rivers Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. This is the sixth veil. This is the sixth angel pouring out the veil, and it poured out this veil upon the great Euphrates, and the waters thereof was dried up. In the ways of the kings of the east, be prepared. Be prepared for what? The battle of Armageddon. And the river now is being dried up. The river flows from north to south into the Persian Gulf, 1,800 miles long, coming down through the Mount Ararat, amen, from the mountains. And it's formed in the Mount of Ararat, and it flows 1,800 miles through Jordan, through Iraq, and through Assyria. And that's the place in which the Garden of Eden, listen, Garden of Eden was planted. And by that, amen, they are trying to find a garden of Eden. I don't know if they're going to find it or not, but they tell me the river now 
is about halfway dried up, and they tell me water is less there than it was in 2022. We're living in 2023, and in 2021, it was thought to lose its level. And by losing its level, amen, it's almost halfway dried up that you can almost walk across the Euphrates River. And it used to be the mighty river at the beginning of time. Now the water is drying up. Not only that river is drying up, but the Mississippi River is drying up. They tell me the Ohio River is drying up. They tell me rivers around the world are losing its water source. And by that, that is telling us that the world is getting prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. Whether you believe that he's coming back or not, he is coming back. He is soon to come back. Things are being prepared so awesomely and so vividly and so unique and so ultimately that men or women are letting it slip by. This river, amen, is the river that feeds all these three countries, and they're, they're running out of water. And underneath the water, since the water has gone down to rock bottom, the, 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 the archaeologists have found sails, prison sails, sails of opening of caves inside and underneath the river. And they are looking inside of these caves. They're looking inside of these empty caves. And as they go into the cave, they're finding out, they're hearing a, a very unique noise. They hold, they, they are hearing a whole lot of growling. They hold a whole lot of knocking against, I don't know what they're knocking against, but they say there are four angels bound up in the Euphrates River. There are four angels bound up in the Euphrates River, and they are getting ready to be set loose. And now they are excavating. They are looking into this, and this is the sign that there is something inside of these caves that was underneath the river that now has dried up, and they can be seen. They can be they can be uh, discovered and they can be examined to see what these noises are coming from and how long it's going to last before these angels are being are going to be set loose. And we know they won't be set loose until after the rapture of the church. They will be not set loose until after the rapture of the church. Jesus Christ is coming back after the church before these four angels be set loose. When these four angels are set loose, good God Almighty, these angels are going to prepare the time in which the Euphrates River will be dried and the kings of the east, which is Red China. Red China is going to cross that river. When they cross that river, it's going to be a battle that's called Armageddon. Before that battle comes, there are other battles that's going to come before the battle of Armageddon. There are there are going to be angels set loose in the ninth chapter. Wicked angels going to be set loose in the ninth chapter of Revelation. This is another group 
of locusts. Now, this is what the Bible says. I'm reading straight from the Word of God, straight from the Word of God. And when Christ comes back, these scorpions will be set loose. But thank God Almighty, thank God Almighty that Jesus Christ came down here 2,000 years ago and suffered and died on Calvary's cross. He died so men could be saved. He died for men to come to him. He died for the sins of the world that no one would perish. He died because he knew there was no other way for any man to receive Jesus Christ. But somebody had to die for the sins of man. Somebody had to die. Somebody had to be slaughtered. Somebody had to be crucified. Somebody had to be ridiculed. Somebody had to be rejected of men. Somebody had to be acquainted with weak. Somebody, by his stripes, we are healed. The only man, the only God-man. Only God-man. God in the flesh. God himself in the flesh came down here as a man, and that man was Christ Jesus. That man was Jesus Christ. That man was God wrapped up in human flesh. That man was born in a manger, wrapped in swallowed clothes. That man was on the earth for 33 and one-half years. That man was baptized by John the Baptist, went up into the wilderness, and was tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And after he was tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights, he came down from the Mount of Temptation. He came down from the Mount of, of being tested by Satan, and he passed. The devil could not get him to yield to what he requested. He requested that the stone be turned to bread. And Jesus Christ said, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And then Lucifer, the devil, old Beelzebub, took him on to a high pinnacle and told him, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down. For we know it's written in the scripture, if your foot hits a dash against a stone, the Lord will lift you up and bear thee up. And Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then the devil said, well, I lost the two temptations. And then he said, listen, if you be the son of God, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. If you will fall down, if Satan said to to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Satan said, if you, if you, if you, if you will fall down and worship me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you everything that the world has to offer you. I'll give you all the kingdoms. I'll give you the whole round world if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, thou shalt worship the Lord God in him, only thou shalt serve. High in the world, you got the audacity to tempt me that you will give me the world when I made the world with my own power. I made the world on my own time. I made the world and everything dwell in. He said, Satan, get behind me. And the three temptations that Satan had for Jesus Christ to get him to yield, because if Jesus Christ would have yielded to the temptation of Satan, he would have lost. But he rejected it because he didn't come down here, amen, just to turn a stone into bread. He didn't come down here just to jump off a cliff. He didn't just, he come down here just 
for you to offer him the world when the world was his and everything that was made then in. He said, one thing I come down here to do. Woo! I come down here to die. I come down here to be crucified. I come down here to give my life. That through my life and my crucifixion, that man may be able to have eternal life. Because let me tell you, what profit a man to gain a whole world and lose his soul? Don't tell me nothing about the uh, 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 the temptation of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ refused every one of them because he knew he had a more important thing to do, and that was go to Calvary Cross and pay for what? Pay for the sins of the world. Pay for your sins and my sins. Sins for every fallen man in the human race. And you know that the human race fell under the power of sin through the Garden of Eden. Every man that's born in the world today is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Every man that's born in the world today is born lost. Every man that's born to today needs a Savior. Every soul that was ever coming to existence through the birth of, 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 of a baby, amen, has to be born again because you must be born again. You must have a change in life. You must be sanctified. You must be redeemed by the blood of the of the lamb, and they tell me somebody's blood had to be shed because the shedding of goats and turtle doves and lambs was not sufficient enough. It wasn't sufficient enough. It took it took a power. It took a it took God Himself, God's blood, God's blood, God's blood is righteous. God's blood is holy. God's blood is blameless. God's blood was in Christ's His Son. Jesus Christ bore the blood of God himself. And since Jesus Christ is God Almighty, all one in one, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, he's all one. It was the blood of God Almighty in Jesus Christ himself. And by that blood being in him, that was the only blood. Now listen, now listen, that was the only blood that was sinless, sinless. No sin nowhere. He was a perfect sacrificial lamb for the sins of the world. He knew no sin, sin beneath him, sin around him, sin on him, but no sin in him. By no sin being in him, he was capable enough of dying and shedding his blood because by him being a sinless sacrifice, that was the only way God could redeem man back to God. And he did it. He's been doing it ever since the cross. He's been doing it ever since the fifth millennium. He's been doing it ever since the sixth millennium. He's been doing it ever since the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ will never, it will never it will never, it will never lose its power. And it can save you for the utmost. It can save you to the uttermost. It can save the liar. 
It can save the whoremonger. It can save the adultery. It can save the homosexual. It can save the lesbianism. It can save the incest sin. It can save the backbiter. It can save the liar. It can save the whoremonger. It can save them. And tell me when he saved you, he'll save you to the utmost. The only thing man got to do is turn from sin. And since sin has a whole lot of pleasure, sin is pleasurable. Sin is, people enjoying sin today. They love sin. But until you turn from sin, until you rebuke sin, until you reject sin, until you tell Jesus Christ, I hate sin, I'm going to turn from sin, and I'm going to bleed upon the name of Jesus Christ and repent of my sins, and I'm going to confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and by Jesus Christ being raised from the dead, by Jesus Christ being raised from the dead, he paid. You hear what I said? He paid the penalty of sin. He paid for my line, my backbiting, my whoremonger, my droves. He paid for every sin that I can commit. He paid through his death. He took my sins. He took your sins. He took the sins of the whole world and buried him up on Calvary's mountain, and they laid him down on a cross, and they nailed nails in his hand. They nailed nails in his feet. They ridiculed him. They rejected him. They emulsified him. They crucified him. Oh, yes, they did. They beat him beyond recognition. He did it. He did it. He did it. Hung six hours on the cross from 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He did it. He spoke. He spoke. He cried from the cross and said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He said, my time is come. He said, it is finished. He said, from this day to the thief, from this day you shall be in paradise. He told the public, he told the public that he thirsted. Instead of giving him water, they give him vinegar and wine, and he rejected it because he didn't want no drugs in his body because he was paying the penalty of sin. He didn't want nothing to numb the pain, but because he was paying for your sin. Well, some people say, well, who killed Christ? We know that the Jews said, give us Barabbas, but it was the Gentile nations that crucified him on the cross. It was the Jews that gave him the okay, but yet still the Bible says the whole world has become guilty before him because the whole world hung him on the cross. Everybody is guilty. The Gentile nations are guilty. The Jewish nations are guilty. Every nation upon the face of the earth is guilty for killing the Lord and saving Jesus Christ. We all are murderers. Woo! Every last human being that was ever born is born a murderer. Jesus Christ is the only one that was born sinless. Can't you get the understanding? Nobody is perfect. Nobody is sinless. Nobody until Christ comes into your life. 
When Christ comes into your life, he blocks out your sin. He washes your sins away in your soul. He cleanses your soul and makes it spotless just like he is, just like he is. And they tell me when Christ comes into your life, he sanctifies you. He sets you apart from sin. Now you're no longer a sinner. No longer you can sin. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ is going to save you from sin. The only sin that we can commit is the sins of the flesh. And the sins of the flesh is still working in the church. The sins of the flesh still trying to come back into the church and rule the church. But Jesus Christ told us and told the world, up on this rock. I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Upon this rock, I'm going to create a body that's going to be a spotless body, that's going to be a sinless body. I'm going to tell the world that the church will never be defeated. The church will never be terminated. The church will never be destroyed because Jesus Christ is the head of the church, and the church is the body of Christ. It's not going to church that's going to save you. No, no. Going to church ain't going to save you. No, no. Going to the cross is what's going to save you. The cross of Christ is what's going to save you. The blood of Jesus is what's going to save you. Just to be a member of a church won't save you. Just because you're in the choir can't save you. Just because you're preaching behind the pulpit can't save you. Just because you have an education just because you are living well and you ain't having too many problems. That, uh, that ain't going to save you. It's going to take repentance. Luke 3.13 said, except a man repent, except a man repent, he shall likewise perish. If you die without repenting and turning to Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. Yes, you are. I'm not saying that because I want to say it. I'm saying it because the Bible said it. Jesus Christ says, except a man repent and turn from his wicked ways and confess with his mouth and believe with, my, with his heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible said, thou shalt be saved. If you don't make your confession in repentance and turn it from your wicked, low-down, dirty, conniving ways and turn to Jesus Christ and confess it to the world, confess it to your mama, confess it to your brother and your sister, confess it to your in-laws, confess it. Woo! Confess it to anybody you meet And let them know I've been born again I've been born and I've been washed in the blood And then you got to live what you confess You got to tell the world I once was lost but now I'm found I was blind but now I see You got to tell the world Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me Oh yes you got to have a change in this life Oh yes you got to change From darkness into the light Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. And as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And if you're walking in darkness tonight, if you're walking in darkness today, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, <coughs> excuse me, and you die tonight, or you die tomorrow, or you die two years from now, let me tell you something. If you die without Christ, in your life, yeah, I'll say it again. If you die with Christ in your life, you're going to die and you're going to end up in hell. Yes, you are. Jesus don't want nobody 
to go to hell. He don't want nobody to go to hell. It hurts his heart. When anybody dies without him, it hurts God's heart because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. God gave his only son himself. God became flesh. That was the only way the human race could be redeemed. That's the only way, my friend. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't cry your way to heaven. You can't shout your way to heaven. You can't sing your way to heaven. You can't have a good job and work and, 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 and go to church and pay your tithe and go to heaven. You can't do it. You got to have a change of life. The Bible states is clear. No sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. No sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. No sin in old. In old. No sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. People talk about they going to heaven. But let me tell you, before you can get to heaven, you got to have two changes. Oh, yes, you do. You got to have two changes before you get to heaven. The first change is you must be born again. The first change is you must be born again. All right. The second change. What's the second change, brother of God? Amen. The second change is found in Second Corinthians. Amen, amen. Second Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Amen. The 15th chapter of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's First Corinthians. In the 15th chapter. Listen what it says. Listen what it says. In the 15th chapter of Revelation, importance of the resurrection. Now listen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Come on in here. Walk with me. Walk with me. Let's, 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 let's. Uh, we talk Amen. about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's two changes you're going to have to have. First, you're going to have to have a change of your heart, your mind, your mm-hmm. soul. You're going to have to be born again, washed in the blood. You're going to have to repent of your sin. That's the first stage of getting to heaven. The second stage, the second stage is to get to heaven. You must have a changed body. Your body must be changed right. into a glorified body before you can get to heaven. Now, if you die, saved. If you die, saved. Directly, you go to heaven. You, you go to heaven because it's already a witness. Uh, uh, of the rich man and the beggar. The beggar died, and the rich man died. And when the rich man died, angels came down and went into paradise and took ladders out of paradise and ascended into heaven in the presence of God. So you're going to have to have two changes. The body changed, and your soul got to be changed. Otherwise, you will never make it. And in the book of what? 
of 1 Corinthians, it gives us exactly Amen. what's going to happen when the church is raptured up. If you're not saved, guess what? You'll be here on the earth, and you will have to go through the seven-year tribulation. Why? Because you haven't been born again. And since you have born, not been born again, God cannot change your body into immortality because the Spirit of God is not in you. If the Spirit of God is not in you, you don't belong to God. You've got to have the Spirit of God in you through Jesus Christ by the shed blood in you before you can answer to the trumpets. The trumpets will blow, and those that are not saved won't. They'll probably hear it, but they won't move from this planet because no sin will ever come in the presence of God because Christ died on the cross to what? Wash your sins away completely, ultimately, and never to sin no more. Uh-oh, preacher, what you saying? I'm saying never to sin no more. That soul cannot sin no more. You are sinless as far as your spirit and your soul is sinless. Why? Amen. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is sinless. And since the blood of Jesus Christ is sinless and the spirit of God is in you, and through the blood, your sins have been washed away. Woo! I mean, clean. You're brand new. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. Now I'm ready to go to heaven. Woo! If you can say today, Guess what? And the rapture of the church occurs and the trumpets blow, you're out of here. You don't have to try to work up uh, uh, three or four months to get to heaven because the works ain't going to get you there. You can work till you fingers turn to the bone. You can work until you sweat away. You can, work, you can work until the earth be no more. You can work until heaven be no more. But let me tell you, all that work that you're doing, if you haven't been born again, you'll still be here on this earth. And that's what's going to happen pretty soon. The church is going to be disappearing after a while. And only those, listen to me, whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, whether you're Catholic, whatever denomination you're in, but if you're in a cult, if you're in the occult, we realize the occult don't teach the Bible. The only way you can get to heaven is the word of God has to be preached just like it's written in the Bible. You can't change nothing. You can't alterate nothing. You cannot erase nothing. You can't burn nothing because the Bible says Jesus Christ, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word abides forever, and whoever abideth in God will abide forever. All right? Now, we got to understand it here. Only the saints of God will be caught up. Only the saints of God. Only the blood washed ones. And those will be caught up because, number one, they're saved. Now, listen to what, what Apostle Paul said here. I'm going to give it to the brothers as soon as I kind of wrap this up a little bit. It says here, now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how, how say some among you that there is no resurrection? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching in vain, and your faith is also in vain. If Christ didn't come back from the grave, y'all hear me out there, listen to me. If Christ didn't come back from the grave 2,000 years ago with all power and heaven and earth in his hand, all this preaching that I'm doing, all this all the, I, I won't say the hollering, but all this explaining, all this crying, all this repenting, it, it ain't worth a nickel. I'm just preaching for nothing. 
I'm not preaching. Mm. Uh, uh, nobody can get saved if Christ didn't come back from the dead. Oh, Amen. Man. If, if, if the Lord didn't save me, whoo, if I told, if I, I say he didn't save me, I'm a big liar because let me tell you, he saved mm. my soul. If he saved That's my good. soul, he did it 100%. And I know he rose from the dead because he took my soul and brought it from life. He brought it from death to life. And now I can confess with my mouth and believe with my heart. I can be sanctified. I can be justified. I can be edified. I can praise his name all day long. Why? Because he came back from the dead. And since he came back from the dead, I got the power to preach the gospel. A lot of people Amen. don't believe that Jesus Christ exists. A lot of people don't believe that he healed the sick and raised the dead. A lot of people don't believe that he went down in the bowels of hell and preached to those in prison. A lot of people don't believe a whole lot of things that the Bible has explained to us what Christ did in the bowels of the earth and got up on the third day morning. He did it. He did it, brother, sister. I'm telling, and you know what he did it for? He did it for you. He loved you so much that he was willing enough to take your place on Calvary's cross. He was willing enough to take the strikes. He was willing enough to take the degradation. He was willing enough to cry. He was willing enough to call out to his father and say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He did it for you that you could be saved from the depths of hell. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Ooh, I hope somebody listening out there. Let me tell you there is a hell. There is a hell. There is a hell. Because if you don't get your sin washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ, there's only one place you can go. You got to go to hell. And you don't want to go to hell. Because hell is hot, brothers and sisters. Woo! Hell is alone. Hell is eternity. Hell is somewhere you can't get no water. You can't watch TV. You can't lay down on your couch. You can't go out golfing. You can't go to no football game. No, 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 no. That's out. Hey, Amen. Right. If you go to hell, you ain't going to have a friend in hell. You talking about you got friends yeah. now? Lord, have mercy. And you say, well, my friend's going to hell. I'll go with him. But let me tell you, if you go, don't you uh, don't you come crying on nobody's shoulders but yours. You can cry on your own shoulders because Jesus Christ made a way that you can escape the damnations of hell. And let me tell you, hell is going to be full of folks who are trying to fool God, trying to fool right. and tell them there's no power in the cross. They're trying to fool God. They're trying to fool the mama, the daddy, the sister. They're trying to fool church members. But let me tell you, you can talk all that salvation you want, but until you walk in holiness, until you walk in faith, until you walk in justification, you ain't got nothing to stand on because Jesus said, I'm the rock. If you ain't standing on me, you're standing on sinking sin. You're standing on sinking sin, and you're going down the tube, and many people are going down the tube today, and you know what? They're rejoicing about it. They're rejoicing about it. I'm going to close. I'm going to give it to the brother, but I want to finish this up. Listen to what it says. Yeah, ye, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he, that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not. Up. If so, be that the dead rise not. Ooh, this, 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 this is a strong testimony. When you testify yeah. that Jesus Christ saved you, you testify that he rose from the dead. 
And if he didn't rise from the dead, then I'm the biggest liar on the face of the earth. I'm lying between my teeth. I'm lying down on the rug, underneath the rug. I'm lying everywhere I go. Because let me tell you, he got up on Sunday morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And he's soon to come back to judge the world in righteousness. And all the big shots and all the little shots, all the government officials, all the secret societies, all those men that yeah. call themselves uh, uh, doing something and controlling the world economical and making the world a better place to live, all those that are talking about the new world government, all those that are talking about uh, we're going to have a better world to live in uh, after a while. Oh, no, 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 not without Jesus Christ. You're not going to have a better world without Christ. Because the devil is seeking and wrong, and he's been doing it for 6,000 years. He's been killing and murdering and raping. He's been lying and cheating and backbiting. He's been whoremongering and incest. He's been lesbianism. we got all kinds of sin going on in the world today, and folks are rejoicing over it. And then they tell me the wickedest man can die, and sometimes the preacher can get over his funeral and get and preach his funeral and try to put him in heaven. Good God Almighty, yeah. Nobody can put you in heaven. No preacher, no priest, no pope can put you in heaven. The only way Amen. you're going to get to heaven, you've got to come by old Calvary's cross. Yes, you do. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. If Brother Bazaar and Brother Timothy Jackson got to come by the cross, I'm no better than you, and you ain't no better than me. And if Jesus Christ had to save me for me to go to heaven, he got to save you too. Good God. I'm not going on how much money I got. I'm not going on how much fame I got. I'm going on the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm going on what God has made a plan to come down here in the flesh and and suffer and die on Calvary's cross. And when he got up out the grave, he said, I got all power in heaven and earth in my hand. I'm getting ready to lock this up now. He said, but and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. If Christ didn't come back from the grave, I'm living in vain. I ain't got no business shouting. I ain't got no business crying out and telling the Lord, thank you. I ain't got no business doing anything for the Lord if Christ didn't come out from the grave. But my faith Amen. is in vain. But I thank God. I thank God. He got up, sister. He got up, brother. I don't care what you are. I don't care what you have been. I don't care where you've been or where you're going. Let me tell you, you better come on in and get your soul saved. He said, he said your faith. Is, uh, are ye yet in, in your sins? If Christ didn't come out, I'm still in my sins. If he couldn't save me, I'm still in my sins. But he saved me. He said, then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. You mean to tell me those Old Testament saints, those New Testament saints, if Christ didn't come back from the dead, they're living in vain. They died in vain. They're on their way to hell. Oh, my God, that's awful. That's awful. Mm. Let me tell you, the devil likes that kind of talk, believing that you can go to heaven without Jesus Christ. You can't go to heaven without Christ. You got to have it. You need him. You need him 110%. 
You need it more than your mama. You need it more than your daddy. You need it more than your bank account. You need it more than your fine car that you got stuck in your garage. You need it more than your family. You need it more than anything because without the shedding the blood of Jesus Christ, there's no remission of sin. You cannot get forgiveness but through the blood of Jesus Christ. And Apostle Paul said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. The 19th verse. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we Amen. are all all, all men. You hear what I said? Clear across 4,000 years. Clear across 2,000 years. We are miserable. And I'm here to tell you this afternoon. I'm not miserable. Uh, I'm not miserable. I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing because my soul, oh, good God, uh, my soul is saved from what? Hell. My soul, I got joy in my life. I, I didn't get it from I didn't get it from no comic book. I didn't get it down there at the uh, house of prostitution. I didn't get it down at the wine I didn't get it down at the wine house. I didn't get it down hanging on the street. I got it from Jesus because Jesus is the Son of God. He's God in the flesh. He's God Almighty. He's Elohim. He's the one that was here before anything was. He's self-existent. He's got eternal life, and his eternal life is in his son, Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, if you're miserable this afternoon, if you don't understand what's getting ready to happen on this planet, if you don't understand about the Euphrates River, if you don't understand about how it's going to dry up, and we get ready for the battle of Armageddon. If you don't understand how the Jews are getting ready for the temple to be built and the, the five uh, red heifers that they're playing, if you don't understand that, you just don't understand how close we are before the rapture of the church. If you don't understand all this year uh, computer numbers and the mark of the beast, if you can't understand the great white throne, guess what? You're in serious trouble. Why? Because that's the great white throne is the judgment of God Almighty. Because before the great white throne comes, and I'm going to give it to the brother, before the great white throne comes, there's going to be a rapture. And it's not going to be no post-rapture. It's not going to be no mid rapture. It's going to be a pre-tribulation rapture. Christ is going to rapture the church before the seventh week spoken by Daniel the prophet. And we are living, getting ready to go into the seventh week. 2023 is the year. Woo! It's a year that Bible prophecy is going to open up everything. Folks are going to be saying, wow, China sent a spy balloon over the United States. And they said that we want our material back. They're spying mm. on the United States because their main aim, Russia, got submarines. Listen to what I'm saying. They got submarines on the coast, east coast, and they got submarines on the west coast. And they got it aimed at the United States of America. NATO is looking at China. China is looking at NATO. The world economical system getting ready to collapse. The political system is getting ready to collapse. The religious yeah. system is already collapsed because we got all kind of old false prophets and preachers and seers 
telling people lies and people believe everything but the Bible. They won't come out the Bible. And when you don't come out the Bible, the hell you going. The hell you going. When you don't come and preach that word on the word of God and preach holiness and sanctification and the suffering of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and stand on it, love it, uh, 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 put it behind you, stand on it and let the world know it's Jesus Christ or you are lost. Don't be that away. Don't be. Get your soul right. Because sure you are. Sure you are. Before this year off, before this year is up, you're going to see some war. They already preparing. They got tanks. Ukraine got tanks. Russia got tanks. Iraq got tanks. Israel got tanks. They get ready for war. Listen to what I'm saying. News are not covering this kind of news. They're covering local news. But overseas, things are getting set up for the return of Jesus Christ. I ain't got time to play pinochle, bingo. I ain't got time to play patty cake, patty cake, bake that. I ain't got time for that. You won't have time for it neither. And it's time for us to wake up as a church and let the world know we are soldiers in the army fighting against the wilds of the devil. This is the word of God. Brother Tim, come on, walk with me, man. Tell me something. Amen, brother. Hey, man, I stepped away for a moment. Amen. That's God right. is good, brother. Amen. Let the truth be told. Amen. Let the truth be preached to all the saints and those that are yet to believe and those that don't believe. Amen. Judgment is coming. Amen. We saw yes, we see examples of judgment every day. Amen. We see examples of judgment every day. Amen. We saw the huge earthquake uh, that just yeah. happened. Not too long ago over in Turkey, and they said that the death toll is still rising. Amen. Let us pray for those that have lost loved ones in that tragic situation. Amen. Let us pray for those that are seriously injured and those, uh, and we just pray that those that have gone on, that they have received Christ, like the brother said, before it is too late. Amen. The brother said, you have to receive salvation before you leave this world, amen. That is very important, amen. This is not a joke, amen. Now, we've been preaching for many years, amen. We've been preaching consistently in the past two years because we don't want to see anyone lost. I want to quote a scripture from Revelation 6 and 12. It says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth. Yeah. And the moon became as blood. There's going to be a great earthquake, amen, during the tribulation. Amen. And there's going to be a great, a great earthquake. And the earth is going to shake when, when Christ gets ready to return. Christ is going to end it all when he returns. Oh. Amen. And that's a lot amen, of souls. That is a lot of people, amen. We know that over the years uh, there have been great earthquake and tremendous loss. And, you know, the, 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 the funny thing about an earthquake, and when I say funny, and I don't mean funny as in funny, I'm just saying earthquakes last for a very short period of time, but they can be very, very devastating, amen. Yeah, I have a so. brother who lived out in California, and he used to tell me, man, he said, Tim, those earthquakes last less than a few seconds. He said, you know, if those earthquakes last minutes, you talking about 
tremendous amount of lives lost. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, man, those things can't go on no two and three minutes. So many people would die. I said, are you serious? I never knew that about earthquakes. We know here in Texas, we only have tremors, and we have what's called fracking because they do something to dig for oil in Texas, and based off of those explosions, we feel it miles away. So we we don't know here in Texas if we're actually getting a, a real true earthquake because they do what's called fracking when they're digging for oil. Um, yeah. So, um, but in in places like California, my brothers tell me, um, they are they are more frequent. But he said they could be very very devastating if they go past thirty seconds going into a minute. And I like, because you think about it, when you count the 30 seconds, 30 seconds pass our day so many times, Ooh, we think nothing Lord of it. Me. Lord, we, we think nothing of 30 seconds. But can you imagine the earth shaking? And he said that that 30 seconds seems like forever. He said, all forever. you want is for that, for, that, for that earthquake to stop. That's all you want. And, and it's funny because I know he's telling the truth because <laughs> the little tremors that we get, they they are so fast. They happen so fast in a split second, no more than a one to two seconds. And it seemed like that little old shit, it feels so weird that <laughs> you'll be in one spot and you'll barely move. And it's so weird. And I said, Lord, have mercy. If that is a tremor or earthquake, just one to two seconds, I can't imagine what 15 or 20 seconds of just Lord. constantly the earth just shaking. But here in Revelation, it says it's going to be a great earthquake. That means it's not going to last one to two seconds. It's not going to last 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, my Lord. We're talking about, and I know that we've been talking about this for the past two years, me and me and, and, and me and Elder Bazaar. We're talking about earthquakes so huge, visions of the earth cracking open, and I'm talking about large enough that cars can fall into it, large enough Lord, that houses, great buildings will fall into it. I'm talking about a mile long. We don't even know, man. I'm gonna tell you something. You know, since I've been driving uh, uh, these trucks overnight haul, I think about a mile. I was thinking about last night I was driving, and I was looking at the cars, you know, when they passed me, and just a mile up the road, I, I was just thinking to myself this morning, brother, when I was coming home, I said, Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Imagine, and it, it, brother, it's so funny that, you saying what you're saying on the earth. It is so funny that you're saying this because in the a.m. when I was driving this morning, I imagine, and not even thinking about this earthquake that just happened, but I imagine, I said, Lord, what if an earthquake was to happen? And it, and it can stretch for a mile. Come on, and, come and on. And ain't no telling how long this earthquake is going to turn into the earth. In other words, will it be one mile long and one mile wide? Will it be 30 miles long and one mile wide? Man, I'm talking about 
we we better get ready. Come, come on, ready. come on, preacher. But if you ain't on. ready, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, you better get ready. Because if you think you can laugh and joke and play all you want, you're not gonna escape what's coming. I'm gonna tell you that right now, man. Yes, the sir. things that's coming to this planet, we ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. The world ain't seen nothing. This earthquake, man, I looked at the, there's a video on YouTube, and it shows the earthquake and the buildings that are collapsing, all the rubble and rubbish, and how they can't find people. They cannot find people in this stuff. Come on. Amen. You know, and 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 we 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 make light of of salvation. We make light of the return of Christ. When I say we, I don't mean us as the saints. We're talking about those in the world that have rejected Christ. Rejected. They have re, they have they have said no. I don't want salvation. I want to continue to live in sin. And and when you living in sin, is when you reject Christ. Amen. We are all. Amen. Amen. We are just sinners saved by grace, but we're not living in sin, meaning that we're not indulging in sinful lifestyle. We're not indulging in sinful acts. Not, in other words, not with the conscience of, I don't need a savior. I, I don't need to get oh, saved. Hey. I'm fine doing what I'm doing. See, that's the difference. When you have that mindset that it's okay for me to go out here and party all night long. And, and, and I don't need to ask for forgiveness of my sin. Or I go out here and get drunk and do drugs and just sleep with women and sleep with men. Just do what you want to do and not ask the Lord for forgiveness, not not repent. See, that's the Come problem. on now. When you don't repent and Woo. work on turning from your sin, that's when it's a problem. And the world... Is constantly rejecting Christ, but they don't know that Christ is soon to return. We believe that 2023 could be the year. We're not trying to predict and say for sure that no. he's coming back. But man, I tell you, we we definitely we we this this we do know. Man, we are definitely at the doorstep of the return of Christ. We are definitely in the last days. Look at what's going on around us. The Euphrates look, look. River. Oh, not only the Euphrates, the Euphrates River. They said the Mississippi River is drying up. And 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 um there are so many things in the bed of these rivers. We don't know what's in the bed of these rivers. We don't know it whether this water cuz these water these these water wells run deep in the earth. That's why they got rivers and be having these rivers for hundreds and thousands of years because most of these is just not linked to the oceans. A lot of this is linked deep into the earth. There's water yes, deep sir. in the earth, wells that are deep in the earth that spring up. And and this is what causes these rivers, these lakes, uh-uh. they're drying yeah. And, man, you don't know what's going to come up out of the earth. There are things in the earth that's waiting to come to the surface of the earth. We are getting close to the return of Christ. And yes, I pray for yes, those are. who are rejecting God. I am praying for you, those of you who say you don't need God, you don't want God, you're rejecting God. You don't know what you're saying. The demons no, are sir. ready to come upon this earth. The yes, demons, it is. 
that they are ready to come up from, from come through the pores. They're ready to come up through the earth. They, they have said that the, in deep caves they have found portals in caves of the earth. I believe it. They said that uh, in the Grand Canyon they, there was a whole civilization that lived in the Grand Canyon, and they say it's almost like where did they go? It's almost like they just disappeared. Man, we don't know. They, 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 I remember seeing this documentary that talked about the Indians, talked about the ant people. I said the ant people. Where, where did these things go? These, the, this stuff is real. We make light of this stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, this stuff is realer than real. And the fact that, that, that UFOs are fighting, I mean, shooting down Come fighter on, jets, Come UFOs are, are, are appearing more now than ever. We can't make light of this stuff. Your, your mainstream church pastors not going to preach this. They're not going to tell you this. They're going to tell you, oh, that ain't real. Oh, them folks are crazy. You can think we crazy all you want, but all I can tell you is I pray for your soul that you be saved. When Christ, hey. before Christ returns to get the church, you see this great earthquake that's just happened. Took over 25,000 lives. We tell you, and we're not just saying this to be mean. We're not saying this to scare you. That's, we don't use scare tactics. We use scripture to teach the word of God, to tell you the things that the, that the Holy Spirit has showed us according to the spirit and according to the scriptures and according to the word of God, the things that's going to yes, happen. Yes, Lord. That, yes, Lord. that earthquake there were, were 25,000 people. Me and my wife were sitting in the bed. We were laying up. We were talking about, and I asked, I said, did you see that earthquake? She said, yeah, I saw that. And she said, uh. Uh, and, and I, because you know, I, I saw it, but I just took a glimpse of it. I think, and I said, I think say it was twenty five thousand. She said it was a twenty five thousand or twenty five hundred. I said, no, Mama, I think it was twenty five thousand. I said, yes, well, sir. let me double check and make sure. And sure enough, I pull up the video again. It said twenty five thousand, and they said that they're still looking for more people. They're still finding people. They found some people alive, but most of them that they're finding of deceased. The number's going up. Now, you think about that. 25,000. Now, I just gave you an example about five minutes ago, about five minutes ago, about this morning when I was driving home, the vision that I saw, I said, Lord, I said, when the tribulation happened, people don't understand. It's not going to just be one earthquake. It's going to be multiple earthquakes all over this the entire planet is going to shake and it's going to open up lord have mercy lord and you mercy. think about this how it's going to swallow people up i'm talking about not just shake the earth where buildings and houses are going to fall it's going to swallow up houses cars buildings souls in the hundreds of thousands now see we just saw tens of thousands that number twenty five thousand is gonna be multiplied into the million. No, you think this a... is a joke. No. But people are gonna no. disappear in seconds from these earthquakes. Not yes. just twenty five thousand, not just two hundred and fifty thousand, but two point mm-hmm. five million people gonna disappear in a matter of minutes. They're gonna be gone. The earth is gonna open up in these cars. Building cities, towns, big large cities where 
where, where millions of people live going to disappear. Two in the hundreds of thousands, people are going to be gone. I'm not no. saying this to be, to be mean, to scare people. This is the vision that the Holy Spirit is showing the saints. These are the things that's going to happen. We know these things are going to happen. Yes. We know that devastation, the, the earth is going to burn. Yes. What do you think is going to happen when the earth is going to burn, when God is going to send out those plagues? We're talking about the plagues. And then we, then we talk about there are things that are going to happen that's not even been showed to us in the book of Revelation. John didn't release everything. God didn't show John on, everything come on, come on, that was going to happen during the Great Tribulation. Man, all I can say is I'm praying for you. If you think this is a joke, if you let, and, and we see people all the time, but you know, it's good to hear people. It's refreshing when you hear people. Like I met that brother at my last job. He said, ma'am, he said, I am so glad that I got saved. He said, Brother, watch this. He said he got saved because he said he just knew. We're talking about a man that admitted that he was a, he was a sinner in the world. He said he just knew that the way that the world was going, something was just not right. And he came and gave his life to Christ. I said, Brother, God bless your soul. He ain't the only one that we ran into. It's so many Come people on. that's looking at the world itself and saying something just ain't right. Right. And you got folks in church that have been going to church for years, still playing in church, still playing. Still playing. Still won't dedicate their soul to Christ. But they right there in the church, going to church. Come on. Hearing the Come preacher, on. experiencing the, the, the glory of God, still don't want to get saved. And you got still don't folks out here that's dead in the sin, dead in the world, that's looking at the things around them and saying, you know what? Something ain't right. The Holy Spirit is talking to them. Amen, brother. Something ain't right. I remember the Holy Spirit used to talk to me all the time. When I used to go out and party and, you know, be out in the world and having fun doing this and doing that, the Holy Spirit would just convict me. Tim, you know this ain't right. You know you don't Uh belong out here. And and yet I was just like, (laughs) oh, you know. I want to have fun, you know, go away. That's, that's the mindset we have, brother. When, when, when we've experienced the glory of God, when we've been in church, raised in church, listen, my dad was a pastor. My mother played the piano in church. And you hear these things, you raised in church, and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I just want to have fun. I'll come to church when I get old. That was my mindset, brother. I had it planned out. I had my, my, oh, brother, I had my life planned out. I was going to come to God when I got old. Good enough, when I got good yeah. I want to get old. I'll come when I get by 60 or 70. I want to have fun, yeah. fun, fun, brother. I want to have fun. But God said no. And ain't that something how we think? See, God's God mind is different than ours. Yeah, it is. We think that we, we, see, we want to do God how we want to do God. But we want God mm-hmm. to have mercy on us. We want him to have grace on us. We want him to not let no bad stuff touch us. We, we don't want him to bother our finances. We just want to just send up a storm. Brother, I want yeah. to just live in the world. And God, just, just be patient. God, just step back. See, see how we think? God, just step back and be patient. Let me have my fun, man. I want to just get out here and have, have, just have fun, mess with many women as I want to, club, just do what I want to do. Lord, just, just let me yeah. enjoy my life. I'm coming. I'm gonna come to you, but but let me just 
have fun. Let me spend. Let me make a lot of money. Let me travel. Let me do what I want to do, God. And when I'm good and ready, I'll come to you. Boy, that's, uh-huh. that's a bad, boy, that's an evil, bad mindset to have. Yeah. But I am so grateful that God touched me by the Spirit and said, Don, no, Tim, that ain't how it works. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't when you say. It ain't as you say. It's when I say. And I'm going to be, I'm going to have grace and mercy. And I'm going to allow you the opportunity, amen, the opportunity to, to, to come, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, to live this life. Yes, sir. I'm going to give you the opportunity, amen. But, but I'm not going to let come you on. do what you want to do for as long as you want to do it. But I'm going to be graceful and merciful not to take your soul, not to take your soul. I'm, I'm gonna give you opportunity. I'm gonna give you warning, and he he will come. I will ignore him. And one day, brother, almost 23 years ago, April 15, 2020. But before that, before that day, I had said some months before I got saved. I'll never forget, brother. I was driving through Irving, Texas. Amen. <laughs> A lot of you know where Irving, Texas is. That's what a that's where the old Dallas Cowboy Stadium used to be. I used to live right, in Irving, Texas, right. 23 years ago. And I, 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 I drove to the stop sign. Brother, it had been bothering me. I'm telling you, man, the Holy Spirit, God is good. When I tell you, brother, God yes. is good, God is good and merciful good. and graceful. And when you seeking God, he will allow you a chance. But he ain't going to allow you too Amen. long. Don't play with him too long. Don't play with your soul. Uh, and something just told me, don't play with your soul. Something just told me, Tim, you need to get saved. You've been out here in these streets. God's been graceful and merciful to you. You you got a beautiful wife, a be- beautiful family, children. You got a good job. God put you in a nice neighborhood to live, and your ch- kids are doing good. And something just told me, you need to give your life to God. You know how you was raised. Your dad's been telling you. To get your life right, he's been asking you, have you given your life to God? Have you given? And I've just been putting it off. I said, no, I'm not ready yet. And he said, all right, <laughs> don't, don't take too long. He said, you need to come on. He said, God, he, even my dad said, bless you. You moved away. You're doing good. You're doing good financially. You got your family. You got your wife. You're children. You're living in a nice area, nice place. And something just told me it's time. And I said, you know what, God, you're right. It is time. It ain't as I say, it's as you say and when you say. And you've been so yeah. good to me because I, I, I thought about it, brother. Brother, I thought about it. I said, you know what? I could have been dead. And I'll never yeah. forget these two young guys that one of them was a good friend of, of, a, of another good friend of mine. And I remember him and him, it was three of them in the car, but two of them died in this tragic car wreck. And I can't help but to think, I said, God, you know what? That could have been me. But you've been so good and merciful. Ooh. And I know that my dad and my mom and my grandparents have been praying for me. The saints have been praying for me. One of my ministers said, still to the day, she said, Tim, I've been praying for you and your family every day for years. And I thank her for that. I said, well, it's good to pray. Because the Bible says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Pray for those who are in the world. Don't look down on people in the world, sinning. Please pray for them. 
Pray that God, yes, sir. God, be merciful on them, just like you've been merciful on me. Give them another chance. They don't know what they're talking about. They being arrogant. They have a reprobate mind. God, bring them out of the darkness. Give them another chance to become saved. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you have done, God is so good and merciful. Yeah. He'll give you another chance. He is the God. Hear me now. Hear me. He is the God of a second chance. God is Come so on. good. Pray for the soul because, man, I am so glad that God allowed me the chance to get saved. And I, yes, I was sir. driving through Irving, Texas one day. I was in the car by myself. And something, I don't know what it was. It just been, we, had, we had just started going to this new church. And it's just been on my side. I had been participating in the church. God, in fact, my dad said, son, you ain't found your church. You in Dallas, you need to find your church. He said, find your church. I'm going to get you a covering. He used to say that. Find you a pastor to get up under. He said, you're doing good, but you, you know, you don't leave God out your life. He used to tell me that. I said, you know what? I need to do what my dad is asking me. I said, I've, I said, I've no, been knowing him. And then knowing God says, I knew, I said, I said, I, I do. I said, so I feel something. I feel some type of way. I said, and, and it's funny because when you're doing good, the devil, that's how the devil do you. He'll prop you up to do good, and then he'll come in. And I said, you know what? Mm. I do need to get up on the church. And I said, yeah. I need to give my soul to God. I said, man, I've been, I said, I've been, I said, I'm getting, I'm almost 30, I was 27 years old at the time. I said, I'm getting closer to the I said, you know what? It ain't doing yeah, no man. good just to be out in, in these streets, clubbing, going to these different clubs, going to the to the, <laughs> to the on, street club. Up. Yeah, going to the street Come club, on. seeing these women, doing all this stuff. I wasn't, you know, I, I, you know, I ain't always been saved. I was out there. Yeah, come on now. You know what? I said, you know what? I said, it's time. I said, God, whatever. I got to the stop sign, but I came to stop. And I looked towards heaven. I'll never forget. I was in everything. It was a bright, sunny, beautiful day. I said, God, whatever you do, don't let me go to hell. Yes, don't come on, let preacher. me die and lose my soul. God, I don't want to go to hell. I know I ain't no. been good. I ain't been the best. I've been raised. I know better. I said, I looked at the sky. I said, God, I prayed to God, pleading to him. Don't let me lose my soul. I don't want to go. I don't want to die and go to hell. Yes, right, and I believe brother. like That's a right. week or within two weeks later, God blessed me to get saved. I said, Lord, I'm giving my soul to you. I'll never yeah. forget. And to this day, <laughs> it was April 15th when I got saved. I'll never forget. Praise I was so God. grateful for God's mercy and his grace for allowing yeah. me to live to seven years of my life. On this earth, when he didn't have to let me do it, he didn't That's have to right. give me twenty seven right. years. He didn't have to give me seven years past grace. He didn't, he didn't have to do that. Nothing. He had to give me nothing. Nothing. But because he is so good and merciful, he so heard good. my cry. He heard my plea. That's yeah. all it took. He heard me, and I, I said, "Lord, I want to give my. I want. I want. I want to. I want to live my life for you." And that was my motivation. I don't know what your motivation is. That was my motivation. That's motivation enough for me. I didn't want to die and go to hell, brother. And yes, I said, right. Lord, bless right. me to get saved. And he saved my soul. And to this day, I've been serving him. And, and I'm a believer. I, I'm going to tell you right now. People say, oh, faith without works is dead. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The, the Bible does say faith without works is dead. 
But it also says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. To get yes. saved, you got to believe. You got to believe. Yes. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Confess on, with your you. mouth and believe in your heart. And God yes. said that thou shalt be saved. Brother, I did Come that on. almost 23 years ago. And I am so glad that I did. I ain't looked back yet. There ain't nothing in the world that I want. Ain't nothing out there in the world that (laughs) can entice me to go back. Not money, not women, not cars, clothes, houses, riches, wealth, friends, nothing out there in the world can entice me to go back out there in the world. I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to give it back over to the brother. Go Amen. Ahead, brother. But I want You're to share that with you because we know that the time is drawing near. And I got, I love this scripture here. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I've, I've given it to saints over the years since I've been saved. And I tell people, man, look at here. Working your way into heaven don't work. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm going to tell you right now, you can, I don't care what nobody has preached and told you, you cannot work your way into heaven. You have to No, believe. you can't. You cannot work. It don't work. I've tried it. You it can't work. work your way into heaven. It don't work. You'll stress yourself out. Time to be perfect. <laughs> Let me share with you what the Tell Bible it, says. Tell it. This is coming from Romans, the 8th chapter. And I'm going to start at verse 35, Romans 8, 35 through 39. Then I'm going to turn it over to the brother. It says, I used to read this all the time when I first got saved. Called, Man, this was confirmation to my soul. I said, Lord, thank you. I said, boy, I needed this. I, I found it in the Bible. I said, Lord, look at here. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Come on, shall tribulation. Shall tribulation. Or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword. Lord, how that just told me ain't nothing more powerful than God. It says, as it is written, for thy sake, brother, I felt this verse right here. It says, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. Brother, I know when I first got saved, man, I felt it. I said, God, is this what salvation is? My friends have turned their backs on me. It seemed like the world is cold now. Ain't no more love. I thought they loved me, but they really didn't love me. That was conditioned love. I said, the world is cold. They treat me different now. I'm saved. I said, boy, I said, man, this is what salvation is? It says, we are counting (laughs) and keep for the slaughter. Come on, preacher. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him. That yeah. God said, Tim, no, this is what it is. You, you are now more than a conqueror. You have conquered death and hell. You have conquered sin now. You are no longer one of them, Tim. You are on this side. You are now one of us. You are now one of the children of God. He says, for I am persuaded. This is what Paul said. Paul says, yes. I am convinced. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, Come nor on. angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. God Almighty, Lord, have mercy. Come on. 
He says, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, Yahshua, our Lord. Don't let no devil in hell tell you that you can lose your salvation. That's a lie from the pits of hell, from Satan himself and his imps and his wimps and his simps. There is no such thing. There is no power greater than God that's set on the throne. God said, can't nothing separate you from me. God said, you are now in my arms forevermore. Once you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, once you give your life to Christ, nothing can take you from God. God Come on, loves preacher. you so much. You think God's going to lose you to the devil? God said, I love you too much to let you go back to state. This is why Christ Come on, hung, Come on. led, and Come died on, on the cross. For your sins, and you don't sit there and say something stupid like like the devil can take you from God. Man, please get please. out of those churches where these pastors are playing in the pulpit. They ain't got they ain't got no Bible sense. They ain't got no spiritual sense. They ain't got no Holy Spirit in them when they say stuff like that. Ain't no on, power Christian. greater than the cross. Ain't no power greater than the throne of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ain't no power. Satan ain't nothing to God. God created Satan and all the angels that that decide to rebel against God and turn on God. All the Nephilims and demons and fallen angels ain't nothing more powerful than Christ. Woo! Come on, man. And the nonsense people want to spew. No, get saved. Ain't no earthquake. Ain't no car wreck. The Bible said that Satan has the power to destroy the body. But God has the power to destroy the very soul. But don't you know that Christ said that I will raise you up in the last, no matter what happened, if you died in a car accident, if you fell off a mountain, if you drowned in the ocean or in a pool, or if you died in an earthquake, or however the way you leave this world, if you die in your sleep, if you die because of some type of terminal illness, God said, I'm going to raise you up. In the last day, in the last day, I love God. I love everyone listening. I love everybody, and I don't want nobody, not even the person that hates me the most on this planet, to go to hell, to go to the lake of fire. Because, man, let me tell you, sweetheart, let me tell you, ain't nothing in this world can compare to the nightmares that's in hell and the nightmares that's going to come on when Christ come to get the church and the tribulation, when the Holy Spirit steps back, oh, the nightmare is going to start. Go ahead, brother. I'm yes, sorry. sir. Go ahead, yes, sir. Away, brother. Go ahead, brother. Okay, brother. Ooh, man. You broke it down. You got down. You got down to the nitty gritty. It's just like it is. You can't change it. You can't burn it. You can't hang it. You can't. You can't manipulate it. The word of God is true. It's real. We're going to close about a half an hour. And uh, I don't want the brothers to leave me. Uh, uh, if you have to go, hold in there with me because what we're going to do, we're going to tell you what's on the other side. We're going to tell you what's on the other side of the great millennium and what we are, where we at now. Right now we're at the last church age. I'm going to kind of run that down. I want you to get on the Greyhound gospel bus, and we're going to take a ride. I'm going to take you a ride, and we're going to end up 
at the 22nd chapter of Revelation. Now listen, we are in the church age now. We are in the Laodicea church age. We are in the last church age just before Christ comes back. And the last church age is corrupt. We've got people in the church now that's corrupt trying to claim Christ. we got all kind of false uh, 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 quiet preachers. We got preachers ain't preaching nothing. They ain't preaching nothing but motivation speeches and how to get rich and how the Lord's going to bless you. They won't, 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 but they never give God anything. And what God wants, he don't want your money. He don't want your car. He don't want your house. He don't want nobody but you. He wants your soul, your S-O-U-L. And that's what God is after. Don't let nobody tell you you got to send them some money in order to get a blessing. Whoa, I ain't sending you nothing. I ain't going to send you nothing, and I've been blessed all my life by the love of God and by the mercy of God and by the forgiveness of God. I'm a blessed man. Oh, yes, I'm a rich man, rich in mercy, rich in love, rich in the, the return and the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're going to get ready. We're getting ready for the tribulation period. The church will not go through the tribulation period. The church will never see the tribulation period but from heaven. We will see the tribulation period from heaven when Jesus Christ raptured the church. He's raptured the church because this is the last church age. And before the tribulation period comes, God is going to remove the saints of God. The saints of God are those that have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life that have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ with their mouth and be with their heart, and have turned away from sin, have been sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is a saint of God. These saints of God now, somebody's been saved every day. God, God Almighty. Somebody's been saved every day, every hour, every minute, every second. And when the Lord says it's time for the uh, 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 the end of the church age, he's going to remove the church what, like a twinkling of an eye. Good God Almighty. Don't know where you're going to be. Don't know who you're going to be around. Let me tell you, but if you've been born again, you're going to disappear in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. Apostle Paul says in Thessalonians 4th chapter 7 verse, he said, the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voices of all kings, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in air. That's great getting up morning. Woo! That's great getting up morning. And the Bible says in Corinthians, this mortal body shall be changed to immortality, and I shall be called to meet the Lord in air. And when I get to meet the Lord in air, then I'm going to be at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And being at the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, the church is going to be rewarded for the works that they have done here. And the only works they're going to count is those that you've done with Jesus Christ. But they tell me only, good God Almighty, only what you do for Christ is going to last forever. And if you're born again, that's the only way that you can do anything for Christ. Because the Bible said if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to Him. And if you don't belong to Him, then the devil got you. And if the devil got you, he don't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. He can't give you the Holy Ghost. He can't save your soul. The only thing he can do is prevent you from going to Calvary's cross. Don't be a fool. 
Uh-huh, you need to come to Christ today. You know, the tribulation period is going to last how many years? Seven years. Seven years the tribulation period will last. It will last when the church is raptured up. The Antichrist will come. The man and the son of perdition will come. The Jews today are getting ready for the Antichrist. And by the way, the Antichrist today is alive. He's waiting for the period of the rapture of the church. And when the rapture of the church comes, the church will leave. And Antichrist will come and he will sign a peace pact. Listen. He will sign a peace pact with uh, Israel, and during that time, there's going to be a war. There's going to be a war in the Middle East, and this war is found in the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. It is called the Gog and Magog War, and Gog and Magog War is Russia. Russia is going to come down from the northern parts of Moscow, and they're going to gather up all the armies of the world. There's going to be five nations that come with Putin because Putin got a plan in his mind, in his heart, that he wants to take the Middle East because if he can get the Middle East, he can rule the world because over there you got all the materialistic things that you need. You got water, you got potash, you got oil, you got gas, you got fruit, you got cattle, and Russia said we're going to come down on the Middle East and conquer the Middle East because let me tell you, when he said that and when he had a evil thought in his mind, you better watch out who you're messing with because if you touch the Jew, if you mess with the Jew, the Bible says you mess with the Jew, you mess with God's apple of his eye. Don't mess with the Jews because the Jews are going to be the ones that finish the gospel and it's going to be called the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of grace will be uh, uh, the will be finished by the church, and the church will be in the fourth chapter of Revelation. You'll find in the fourth chapter, oh, John the Revelator said, I looked up in the hell, I seen heaven open, I seen a door open, and I was ascended up. That's the rapture of the church in the fourth chapter of Revelation. Good God Almighty, don't you know I'm looking for that church, I'm looking for that trumpet, and they tell me John was caught up on, in, into the third heaven, and then when he caught up in the third heaven, he saw the throne of God, and they were sitting on the throne, 24 elders were sitting on the throne, and they were praising God, and the church was sitting there waiting to be judged, and it takes seven years Amen. for the church to be judged. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. And down on earth, the Antichrist was rise. The first three and one half years, good God Almighty, I feel my help coming. <clears throat> It says it's going to be a great revival during the time that the church will be removed from the earth. And this great revival is called the revival of the Jewish nation. And the Jewish nation is going to have the last opportunity to preach the gospel. How are they going to preach it? Well, if you look in the seventh chapter of Revelation, John saw four angels stand on the four corners of the earth, and they blew a trumpet. And when they blew the trumpet, they tell me, I've seen a number mm -hmm, that was numbered, uh, and these numbers was called 144,000, and 144,000 won't be preaching the gospel of grace. They will be preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and that gospel of the kingdom is this, that Jesus 
Jesus is coming back to earth uh, to set up his millennial kingdom. And they tell me 144,000 will be preaching the gospel. And I don't know about you, but I feel all right now. And I'm going to give you the name of the one that's going to be there. They tell me a number of 144,000. In the fifth chapter of Revelation with the seventh verse, it says 12,000 from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 from Reuben, 12,000 from Gad, 12,000 from Asher, 12,000 from Nephilim, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the Levite, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin. Good God Almighty, 144,000 will be on earth and they will preach for three and one half years. I'm trying to get you to the 22nd chapter of Revelation. Um, it's going to make it. I'm going to make it. Good God Almighty. And they tell me after the 144,000 preached the gospel for three and one half years, and the Gentile nations just left here on earth after the rapture of the church. They were here, the Jews, for the first time in the Jewish history, the first time in, in history that the Jews will proclaim that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom, and they will preach for 1,260 days, and it will be so powerful. It's going to shut down the motivation speeches. It's going to shut down the mega churches. It's going to shut down every church-going person that's going to be here on earth. They're going to hear the gospel in, in the streets. They're going to hear it on radio and TV. They're going to hear it on YouTube, and they're going to hear it on Instagram. They're going to hear it down in New York City Amen. on towns. They're going to hear it across the world, and somebody's going to say, wait a minute, these are Jews. These these are God's people. They're telling us that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. And after the 1,260 days are over, John looked again, and when he looked over the side of the mountain, he said, wait a minute, I see a number that no man can number. And where did these come from? And who are they? And John said to one of the elders, don't you know who these are? They said, no, we don't know, because the church is gone, and we know this ain't the church. And this is the one that heard the gospel during the first three and one half years, and they heard it and tell me many people got um, converted, and they say, well, how many? He said, a number, a number that no man can number as many as the sands of the sea, and when they saw these men, they said, these are they that come through great trials and tribulations. These are they that's going to face the Antichrist. These are they that's going to tell the world, you need to know Jesus Christ, and then they tell me after the first three and one half years over, there's going to be a war in heaven. The devil and his angels are going to be cast out of, uh, out of, out of heaven. And a pit's going to be open, and demons going to fly out the pit, and they're going to have men, faces of men, and they're going to steam in that they want to die and can't die. Good God Almighty. And then they tell me, devil is going to be cast out of heaven by old, old Michael. Michael's going to fight. My good God Almighty. They're going to fight. And when they fight Satan, the old Beelzebub, the old red dragon, the old beast um, that was before time was, 
and they tell me was cast out of heaven to the earth. There's going to be an invasion of demons and devils and cohorts and satires, and they tell me the pit's going to be open, and scorpions going to come out the pit, and then they tell me the Euphrates River is going to be dry up worse than it is now. It's going to be a battle for fixed for the time to come. And old Lucifer was cast out of heaven and going on earth. What's going to happen on earth? Oh, good God Almighty, on earth, they tell me the Antichrist is going to be assassinated. He's going to be broken down. He's going to be laying in the morgue by an assassin bullet. And this bullet's going to lay him in the morgue, and he's going to be dead for three days. And the devil's going to be cast out of heaven. And Satan said, now, 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 now is my time. I'm going to raise him from the dead. I'm going to do a fake low-down cutthroat resurrection of Jesus Christ because nobody could get out of the grave like Jesus did because he came up on his own power. But the Antichrist got to have power of Satan. And Satan is going to be able to resurrect this man from the dead. And the world is going to look at this. The world is going to be marveled at this. The world is going to be uniquely deceived about this resurrection because they won't believe by this resurrection of the Antichrist. They won't believe that it's really Jesus Christ. And it's not Jesus Christ. It's the beast. It's the mark of the beast. It's the Antichrist. It's the son of perdition. It's the wicked one from ancient times. Satan will resurrect him from the dead. And when he's resurrected from the dead, the Antichrist is going to go into the Jewish temple that's getting ready to be built now, within the next year, within the end of 2023. They're going to have that temple up. So when they go into the tribulation, it's going to be ready. And the Antichrist is going to desecrate the temple and take the Ark of the Covenant out, and he's going to sit in the temple, and he's going to set up an image of the beast. The computer will become the image of the beast, and this beast will have power to speak to the whole round world. Oh, yes, it is. Come on. Church, wake Amen. up, preachers, wake up, deacon, wake up, church members, wake up, teenagers, wake up, the blues and, the, and those that's out there rocking and rolling, wake up. Because if you don't wake up, you're going to fall in the hand of the Antichrist, and you ain't going to know know what to do to, to escape the Antichrist. And majority of the world will believe that this man is Jesus Christ, and he's not Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's a devil. He's a raw devil in the Antichrist that becomes the beast. And he's going to start the mark of the beast. And this mark of the beast is a computer chip that will be put in your right hand or in your forehead. And men are going to walk around tagged, and they're going to believe that this man is, is the true Christ, and it's going to be the false antichrist. And if you receive this mark on your forehead right. or on your right hand, you are doomed. I'm telling you this because this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. You are doomed. You are doomed for hell because you have rejected the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ and you believe that this man is Jesus Christ when he don't have no nail prints in his hand. He don't have no nail prints in his feet. He don't have no scars around his head. He don't have no pierced side. He don't have nothing to identify that he was resurrected from the dead by being nailed on the cross. And since he was not nailed on the cross, he's a false Christ because the devil ain't gonna let nobody try to nail him on the cross and die for nobody's sin. And here you are, the whole world world is falling after the beast, and they believe that he is the beast, and he, he is saying that he will be able to do what? He will be able to control your mind, and anybody that do not receive the mark 
they will be beheaded during the tribulation period. In the latter part of the tribulation period, they will be beheaded because they will refuse to believe that this man is Jesus Christ. And those that receive them all, they will have three and one-half years of being able to buy and sell. But after the three and one-half years are over, they tell me the sky is going to open up. Amen. Amen. To the west. Oh, good God Almighty. I'm trying to get you there. The hell bus or gospel bus is still running, and I'm going to run you on over there. When Jesus Christ split the sky from the east to the west, and they tell me he's going to come back riding uh, on the white horse, 19th chapter of Revelation, he comes back with the church. With the church of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And bizarre to be in the number. Oh, Timothy Jackson will be in the number. And I'll be away. And I'll be in the army of the Lord because I enlisted down here on the cross. When Jesus died, I believe that he died and rose with me. And I confess my with my mouth and breathe with my heart. And he saved my soul. I enlisted into the uh, spiritual army. And when I come back, they tell me that you say the river will be dried up and the kings of the east will face and come across the red, uh, the the the, the, the river and meet the Lord Jesus Christ at the Battle of Armageddon. And the Battle of Armageddon will last 24 hours. God is going to eliminate every nation that rejected him, every every king Amen. and nation. And he's going to tell me his eyes were slain with fire and he had a sharp two-edged sword in his mouth. And guess what? God's going to take hold of old dragon, the old devil, and put him in the bottomless pit. And when he put him in the bottomless pit, there for a thousand years. And God is going to start all over again with the, with the people that was on the earth, that was in their natural body. They're going to be able to repopulate the earth. And God is going to bring the millennium ring in. And when he brings the millennium ring in, no devil will be bound. There won't be no wicked spirits flying around in space. There won't be nothing but this Holy Spirit that will cover the earth like water cover the sea. And they tell me mm-hmm. man will be brought back into the right relationship with Jesus Christ, and they tell me old age will be eliminated Good God Almighty, because God is going to bring back mm-hmm, men will be able to live 300, 700, uh, 800, 900, to be able to live a thousand years to repopulate the earth. And after they repopulate the earth, God's going to give man one more opportunity to receive him. And that's going to show you how how depraved man is because there's going to be people on this earth that's going to be able to live with Jesus a thousand years. They're going to see the nail prints in his hand. They're going to see the nail prints in his feet. And he's going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's going to rebuild another brand new temple where the Lord's going to sit and he's going to rule the nation with a rod of iron. I'm getting there. Good God almighty. After millennium is all over, and I had to cut it short, good God almighty, guess what's going to happen after millennium is all over? They tell me Satan will be let loose one more time, one more time to test the men that were born during the millennium reign to see if they're going to receive Christ. And the Bible said there was a number gathered around the city of Jerusalem called Gog and Magog, 
which means in this terminology means the all the God haters, all the Christ rejectors that reject right, Christ right. during the millennial meeting will gang gang around Jerusalem and try to destroy Jerusalem. And God Almighty, Hallelujah, praise God, He's gonna rain fire down out of heaven and to destroy the whole army. And Satan mm. will be cast at last. Thank God Almighty, at last. Satan will be cast into the lake of fire and burn. That's right. And you talk about burn, baby, burn. Burn and be tormented forever. Burn until you wish you never was created. Burn thinking you mm. overthrow God. Burn. And let me tell you, it's going to burn into eternity. There ain't going to be That's no right. fire department. There ain't going to be no water. There ain't going to be no church mm. meeting. There ain't going to be no baseball game. There ain't going to be no football game. There ain't going to be nothing but hell's fire forever. And those that follow Satan with the mark of the beast will be cast in after him. And they will That's be right. tormented forever. And they will tell me, listen, this, this is what the Bible says. Brother Bazaar didn't make this up. Brother Zod didn't get right. this. Brother Zod got this from the Word of God. And then the Bible tells me, and heaven and earth fled away in the midst of heaven out of the presence of God. And then he said, all the wicked dead, uh-oh, all the wicked dead, all the wicked Hollywood movie stars, all the wicked football players, all the wicked postmen, all the wicked railroad service, all people who live like they wanted to live and died in the sin are going to be resurrected. The Old Testament saints, the Old Testament, not the Old Testament saints, are going to be, they're already gone, they're already in heaven. But the, of the, all the wicked that was born in the Old Testament, the New mm-hmm. Testament saints, the tribulation testament will stand, they will stand in the midst of the universe, in the midst of the eons and the ions, they will stand before the great white throne. And Amen. The great white throne is the final judgment of all the wicked, all the beautiful women, all the handsome men, all, all those people who rejected Christ in their life. They said on earth time, we don't need him, we don't have to have him, we can do without him, and now they're standing before the great white throne. And books were open, not a dictionary, not Playboy, not Good Housekeeping, not Jet Magazine, but the books were open. And everything that they did, they were judged out of the book. And they tell me, if your name is not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you will be cast into the lake of fire. Good God Almighty. These are wicked people. These are people. Amen. That's right. That's right. These are people that stamped God out. These are people that took the cross as a plate toy. These are people that had crosses around their neck, but they didn't have them in their heart. These are people that cursed God and called him a liar. They called him the old so-and-so. They used the lame dogs in vain. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Listen, what, let me tell you. Ooh, let, me, let, me get down, let me get down to the nitty-gritty and name the ones that are going to be there at that great white throne. It says this. In the 20th 
first chapter of Revelation. It says in the eighth verse, in the eighth verse, these are the ones that's going to be at the great white throne. But the fearful, the cowards, those that rejected Jesus Christ, they were scared to accept Jesus Christ. They were fearful of, of, of being saved. He said the unbelieving, all the unbelieving, and the abominable, all the whoremongers and uh, uh, sex addicts and all the uh, 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 sex uh, trafficking and all the uh, porn, porn that they put out, all the magazines that they wrote, everything that they wrote, That's all right. the lustful living and the parties that they had, all the all the wicked women and wicked men, all those murderers and all those whoremongers and all those sorcerers, all those drug addicts, oh my God, all the idolaters, those that worship everything but God, all those that honor anything but Jesus Christ, all liars shall have their part in the light, which burneth with what? Fire and brimstone, which is a second death. So if you're not saved tonight, look Mm. what you're going to miss. If you're not saved tonight, you're not sanctified tonight, if you don't come to Christ uh, uh, before you die, this is what you're going to miss. And John rolled on over, and then he said this, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And when I saw a new heaven and a new earth, I'm going to give you a little bit of reading out of Revelation, the 22nd chapter. This is what John said after the world has been renovated. In other words, God is going to set the world on fire and make Amen. it brand new. You hear what I said? That's right. Oh, I would like to own a brand new Escalade. I would like to own a brand new house. I would like, I would like to have... Oh, man, I would like to, a lot of things I would like to have brand new. But I'm not worried about that right now. But here, God is going to remake the earth and make it brand new by his breath, by his power. And it'll be a spot of sin nowhere. It's going to be spotless from sin and that would be. It's going to be spotted from jail houses. It's going to be spotted from whole houses. It's going to be spotted from gallery casinos. It's going to be spotted no drinking here. No lying here. No shed houses here. It's going to be sanctified, set apart from God. And John says he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, and the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the city of it, on either side, a river was there a tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit. So we're going to eat fruit in heaven. Ooh, hallelujah. Listen to what I'm saying. This is Bible study. I didn't get this from the library. I got this right from the Bible sitting on my table. It said, which bear twelve manners of fruit and yield fruit for every month. Ooh, and leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. And there shall be no more curse there. Uh, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servant shall serve it. You talking about serving the Lord? Ooh, I'm just scratching the service now, serving the Lord. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to love him. Ooh, look what you're missing. Look what you're missing, sinner. Yeah, listen, listen what you missing. You think you got everything. Listen what he did. And Amen. they shall see his face. I'm going to see God's face. And no man in Human history, no man in the history of both history have ever seen God face to face. Moses tried mm. to see him, but he wasn't qualified. Ooh, 
Men have wrestled with God. That's right. Jacob wrestled with God, but he didn't see him. He said, I've seen God face to face, but he saw him (laughs) in the flesh. He saw him in the flesh. He never seen him in the spirit because his glory is too bright. But one day, one day, and it won't be long, I'm going to see God face to face. And his name shall be in his forehead. And there shall be no more night. Ain't no more night rambling. Ain't no more night joints. It ain't going to be no night there. And it says, and they shall need no candle, neither light sun. The sun won't be there. And the Lord God will give his light. The kind of glory of the almighty God will fill the whole earth. And they shall reign. Look, look here, look here. Look here, brother. Brother Jack, we're going to reign with him forever Amen. and forever and That's forever. Right. And the Lord God of the Holy Prophet sent this to the angel of his servant. These things must shortly be done. God said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wrap this thing up. But before he wrap it up, he's giving you time enough to make your choice. Whether That's you right. Go on the other side. Because if you go on the other side where hell's at, you ain't going to see nothing but degradation. There'll be laughing. There'll be laughing and joy in heaven. There'll be joy forevermore. But in hell, there'll be nothing but torment every day. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've been there 10,000 years, it's like you ain't been there at all but one minute. Oh, and you'll no. never have rest, neither day or night. That's there won't be no more laughing there. There won't be no more crying there. The Bible says there'll be gnashing and gashing the teeth. There, they tell me no more bars, no more race cars. Uh, there are no beer joints. No, there won't be nothing but tragedy. There won't be nothing but regret. You'll be wishing that you never was born. Don't mm. die and go to hell. Don't That's let right. the cross slip by you. Don't let the devil tell you you don't have to come to the cross. That's I, right. I, I, I'm agree. I'm agree with this. You don't have to go to church to get to the cross. You can get to the cross right at your house. You can Amen. come to Jesus right there where you at. You can kneel on your knees right now. I don't have to have a choir. I don't have to have a long drive out service. Only thing you got to do, Apostle Paul wrote it down on pen in the divine revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, if you confess, man, come on, admit that you're a sinner. Admit that you're wrong. Admit that you want to turn away from sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if you do that, thou shalt be saved. And you you can be saved right now. Going to church is wonderful. I I go to church, but I realize that me going to church every Sunday ain't saying I'm saved. I'm saved Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 365 times a year. Oh, good God Almighty. I'm saved and never be lost again. And one day, the Lord's going to call me home. He's going to call you home. He's going to call the church home. And we're going to go and meet the Lord in the air. Don't, don't let your soul be lost. You don't, have to, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even have to read or know arithmetic or job, a biology, or newology to get saved. It's simple. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to, to, to figure it out. Man is a sinner, and Jesus Christ is a Savior. Man That's right. can be saved by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid for your sins in his blood. Woo! In his blood! It took his blood to save you. All the gold and silver that God has, he could give it to you, but that wouldn't save your soul. 
Why don't you come to Jesus tonight? You can come to him right now. Brother Brother Tim, come on, work with me. Close that out for me. We got about five minutes. Amen. Uh, bring them to the throne of grace. Is anybody listening out there? Amen. And let them know uh, what's on the other side. I just told you what's on the other side. Don't miss it. Amen, brother. That was an awesome word. Amen. It's a blessing, amen, to be before the saints of God. It is a blessing, brother, to do the will of God. Amen. It is truthfully a blessing to know that one day our work is not in vain, as you said. Amen. What we preach, amen, is not a lie. Amen. We preach the truth. Amen. It's not in vain. Amen. Yes, we're not doing this for nothing. Amen. Yes, and right. God is going to reward That's us. Right. Amen. Not, we don't have to worry about reward on this side. For our reward on the other side is far more greater than anything that we can imagine. Amen. In this on, life, amen. 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 Our reward is greater than anything, brother, that we can imagine in this life and the next life. Amen. 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 So Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 9 and 10. Amen. I'm going to read verse 9. It says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Yahshua, and shalt believe in thine heart that Yahweh hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Salvation is just that simple. If you want to go, amen, and, and I do encourage you to go, amen, don't miss out on this opportunity to receive salvation, amen. Why would you not want to live forever is what I want to know. Why would you not want to live forever? Amen. Yeah, Why come would on. you not want to live in love? Why would you not want to live in peace and joy and happiness for all eternity? Amen. To do the works of the Lord for all eternity to serve him. Amen. It only makes yeah, sense to me. Amen. That's why I got saved. Amen. Because I did not. I didn't like the option. I didn't like the other option. Your option is to go and serve God for all eternity, or you could burn in the lake of fire for all eternity. And I didn't like that option, but I don't like pain. And I know that, Amen. Right. I don't like suffering. Amen. I don't like all that. Amen. I like Amen. I like all the other. I like the other options, brother. So I took the other option 23, almost 23 years ago, took the other options, amen, of salvation. Amen to my Lord and Savior. Amen. I thank him for his ultimate sacrifice. I thank him for calling me, amen, multiple times and giving me chance after chance and me hearing him. Amen. If you want to get saved today, that's all you got to do. Salvation is not by works. Amen. It is by faith. Amen. It is what you believe. Now, you can come to the cross today. Amen. I'm going to give you a turn back over to the brother. Amen. I just want to share one more verse if I can. Go ahead. And I want to go to Ephesians. Ephesians, the uh, second chapter, uh, verses 8 and 9. This is Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 8 and 9. It says, for by grace are ye saved. See, you're not saved by works. You're saved by the grace of God. It is God that does the saving. You cannot save yourself. It says, for ye are saved by the grace of uh, 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 for you are, for by grace are you saved through faith. See, it's through faith that you say. So, because you have the faith and because of the grace of God, you receive salvation, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, 
least any man should boast. Amen. Come Go on, Christian. Amen. Amen. Salvation is yours. Receive it. Amen. It's just that simple. Go ahead, doctor. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Tim. I appreciate you tonight. You, uh, you, you helped me out, and I know that your desire is to get, get, get this gospel out as urgent as we possibly can. We want to work. We'll keep on working at it. Amen. And I know right. that maybe to I know to the devil, he was saying, oh, y'all, y'all sounding the same old thing. Well, what else could you talk about than the salvation that Jesus Christ brought to, that we could be saved from literally hell, literally a lake of fire? I'm here tonight. Brother Brother Tim is here tonight. Y'all pray for us. Mm-hmm. We'll pray for you. Uh, uh, grab somebody by the hand. Amen. Turn your radio on. See if you can pick us up and just listen. Amen. Right. You might not like a whole lot of things we say. You might like a whole lot of things we say. But whatever it is, you can't have faith unless you hear the word of God. And how can you hear without a preacher? And how can you preach unless right. God sent him? And if God sent me, right. I'm going to tell you he sent me. He sent Brother Tim. I know he did. Amen. So what we're going to do tonight, we just want you to have a, a, a solid prayer as we go off. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to repeat this, and you have it in your heart. Lord, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm Lord. lost. 